Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 358. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Yes, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. Got some good stuff to get to today. We're going to start right off the bat with the MLB. Yeah, a couple stories uh, in, in this free agency period. Uh, uh, another top free agent was signed, and uh, guess who signed him? Can you guess? I, yeah, I, uh, when I first saw this, um, I actually was scrolling through Instagram, and this was before he got signed by this team, and it said, Tess Teoscar? Is that how you say his first name? Teo, I always Teo, just call him Teo, T. Hernandez, yeah. but <laughs> Teoscar Hernandez uh, was going to be the front runners were the Dodgers and the Angels or something, and sure enough, you know, he's, why not? The rich get richer, and he goes to the LA Dodgers. He's a yeah. solid little hitter. Like, he was good in Toronto. He was, I think, solid in uh, Seattle last season. And he took just a one-year deal, uh, $23.5 million. So, I don't know if he wasn't seeing a long-term deal out there for him or he's going to bet on himself here. Uh, but this deal also includes some of those <clears throat> deferrals, like the Shohei deals. So. I, I think he's going to bet on himself here because you put him in, like, the sixth spot or whatever in this lineup, <coughs> he's going to have a lot of good opportunities with the hitters around him. He could put up some good numbers this season and then maybe and have a very strong chance, obviously, to win a ring. So in his mind, he's probably like, hey, one year, 23 million. Maybe I win a ring. Maybe I put up some good numbers and then I find a team that does uh, give me that long term deal for, you know, six, eight years for over 100 million or something like that. So I think I think you're right. I think he is betting on himself doing one year and uh, hoping uh, he uh, produces well. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers could use. More depth, always. It just that's a, how baseball is. I mean, I think they have other corner outfielders and everything, but you know, so another good player there. Um, another trade um, in the division here, same division as the Dodgers. Uh, Robbie Ray's going to the Giants. So former Cy Young winner, guy's been all over the place now. Uh, the Mariners gave him a big contract last off season, two off seasons ago. Um, out for all of last year, uh, so kind of. Disappointing for the Mariners, uh, and they are trading him to the Giants. What seems kind of like a salary dump, also a dump on the Giants' end, but uh, they're getting uh, Mitch Hanniger back, which remember last week yeah. uh, I talked about Mitch Garver being signed. I'm like, didn't the Giants already have him? And I was like, I was thinking of Mitch Hanniger. Uh, <clears throat> the Giants signed last offseason, and now they're sending him right back. Mitch to belongs team. in Seattle. Yeah. They, he was liked in Seattle. He's a good hitter. He had a good season in Seattle. I feel like a guy like Robbie Ray can actually have a good season in San Francisco. It's a it's a pitcher's ballpark. Yeah, yeah gotta get healthy. I think that's the issue. Um, but yeah, also uh, Anthony Descalfani uh, going to the Mariners as well. Just a you know a rotation. Yeah, uh, a guy that can give you that guy. that a uh, fourth or fifth you know solid start. So yeah, that's good. Actually, and I had a uh, one little quick baseball thing that I actually saw was really funny. This guy, uh, it was on Instagram. I saw this guy had. Uh, the three rules, Sean, you'll like one of these also. Let's the hear three it. rules he would change, or three things he would change if he was like the MLB commissioner. And um, one of them was that if a pitcher, I mean, if a batter charged the mound, there'd be a 10-second period where the umpires, nobody could break it up. It would be like they just have to go at it for 10 seconds. And then and then uh, opposing benches and players and can jump in or whatever. 
Um, these are the ones that I think you'll like, Sean, and uh, maybe Andy. One of them, the second one, was that if you had 100 losses the season before, you're not allowed to sell tickets for more than $100. So you could sit front row for nice. under 100 bucks. And then the last one I know for sure Sean will like, that uh, if you have MLB.TV, doesn't matter where you live, no games can be blacked out. Amen. And it's because he, he even says in the thing, he's like, because if I live in my hometown, I want to watch my home team. And I immediately thought of Sean. I was like, oh, he would love that. Yeah. Believe it or not, you can never watch a Laker game. And most Clipper games you can't watch here either. So, Yeah, the days of Fox Sports West when you would uh, be watching TV in 1999 and they would go to the promo where they would show, you know, like it. Troy Gloss with a bat in his hand, Tim Salmon, Garrett Anderson. It's like Angels. It's like do up, bottom of the sixth. No more. Oh, it's called Bally Sports. Then you right? have Jim Rome coming on after, the best damn sports show, oh, period. Yeah. No more. Yeah, and sure no one has more. Bally's. I mean, I have LA Fitness. It's on. It's on. I knew. Yeah, I knew where you were going with that. <laughs> it's on cable. But, I don't uh, have we'll cable. Get, yeah, you know what's funny is that you just reminded me. So, like, one of the playoff games for the NFL this week, I think it's a Saturday night game, is on Peacock, and my cousin's all like, because my my uncle is still all he has is cable, like doesn't do streaming stuff. You know, he's sixty two year old man, whatever he is, and uh, but loves loves his sports. And uh, my cousin's like, oh, so what are you going to do? And, uh, you know, the game's on uh, Saturday Peacock. He's like, I got Peacock. He's like, it's like, what do you mean? And it's because his stepson lets him use his account for, like, whatever games are on Peacock. So it was just funny because it was like, you know, here was a younger person saying, like, oh, what are you going to do if you have to stream the game? And he already had an answer. <laughs> he already well, had if it. You're a Premier League fan so on Peacock. so I do. I, I do enjoy Peacock. Uh, old, old friend from the podcast, Carter. He used to, I used to have his Peacock account. And I would watch a lot of Premier League games in the morning. So Carter, if you're listening, throw those, uh, throw that username and password back my way. <laughs> but, uh, I think uh, we'll, we'll get into more baseball within the next, you know, March is right around the corner. Is it? I don't know. It feels yeah. like it is. Every, the way time's going this, Seven these days, weeks, eight weeks. Christmas is around yeah. the corner again. Yeah. It's almost Halloween, Andy. Yeah. Oh, I wish. But, uh, <laughs> Somebody actually, uh, you just brought that up to me. Someone was a uh, group chat I'm in with my friends. They were uh, uh, bitching to each other about their favorite teams. And one of my buddies is a good is a Raider fan, and the other one's a uh, Steelers fan actually. And he was telling him he's like, because he's all like, my one friend's like, hey, if, you know, fuck you guys and your you know your stupid ass towel or whatever yada yada. And my friend who's also a Steelers fan defended it and was like. Well, your fans dress up like every day is Halloween, and then I butted in. I was like, I low-key wish every day was Halloween. Yeah. And it will be here before you know it. Sean's drinking. John, what are you? What are you, were you drinking just a moment ago this evening? It was a pumpkin ale. Yeah, exactly. So it's always Halloween here in the in the studio. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll, March will be here before you know it, and uh, it'll be lighter days, and baseball will be back on. The boys of... No, that's not the boys of fall. I guess they're the boys of summer. Yeah. They'll be back before you know it. Uh, so... Quickly, and this has nothing to do with, well, kind of what we're just talking about, but so the new year just be, began, right? And I'm on a sales plan each year. It starts over. And so when I don't really think about it, you know, and then quickly a thought comes in my head like, oh, yeah, it's the start of the new year. Oh, it's almost it's almost Halloween, right? It's September. It's like, oh, yeah, that was school. Um, it's the new year. We have a ways to go for that. Yeah, we measure time differently now. Yeah. It's sad. Um, all right. Well, do we want to move over to the NBA? Yeah, a couple stories here. 
involving some controversial players. Um, one that's not playing and one that is going to be playing again. Uh, first off, Ja Morant, out for the season. So Woof. bad luck for him. After the 25-game suspension, he uh, got like 10 games in and hurt himself in practice. He's yeah. out for and the season. And Grizzlies were playing decent with him. I feel like they had a winning record with yeah, him. Yeah, I think they were 6-4. and four. So they were, they were 6-19 and 19 without him. So it was looking pretty bad, but at, at that record now that they should be, you know, in in the hunt for a top five pick at uh, like we like we talked about last week though maybe not the not the best draft I don't think this season. No, but I mean the, the Grizzlies want to get something out of this disastrous season where um, he's now the third guy on their team that's out for the season. Uh, but yeah, I think we said he probably got hurt. In, he was hurt in practice. He probably was trying for a crazy dunk in practice and fell on his shoulder. Like it just he's. He's a reckless player, and he's always getting little injuries, and now he got a big one here um, in what's already been kind of a cursed season. So, so you were right, Andy. The the guy that is, according to this um, website, The Athletic, the number one pick is supposed to be Isaiah Collier from uh, USC. And then it is – this just shows you about the draft because the next three picks are uh, guys from uh, Europe. You got Nikola Topic from Mega, Alexander Saar from Perth Wildcats, mm-hmm. and then Zachary Rashir, Rasarshir or something from JL Borg, and then you get back to uh, uh, guys that maybe we know: Cody Williams from Colorado, Reed Shepard from Kentucky, and Jacoby Walter from Baylor, and then a few G League guys. And uh, yeah, but most of these guys, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I don't even follow college basketball enough, but. All these guys, you know, I really, I don't know who they are. Well, now's the time to get back into it. Yeah, I mean, the guy from Perth Wildcats that they have third here, Alexander Saar, is seven foot one, so he's got some size. But yeah, I don't know if anyone's going to feel bad for Jaw in this whole situation. Uh, I feel bad for Grizzlies fans that they had a good team; they were the two seed last year, and it's just all kind of fall apart. But I mean, this is, a, I guess, punishment, or it is more opportunity for Jaw Morant to start shooting again. You know, get out there. Start buying new guns because you're not going to be playing the rest of this year. So, and now another thing I'm looking at shows this seven foot one guy going number one. Yeah, to the Pistons, and it actually has Isaiah Collier. I guess he's maybe maybe what I was looking at was old because now Isaiah Collier in this is number eleven predicted. So yeah, everyone has different opinions. Yeah, on I think also this drafts. is set up on who is the team that would get it. Like certain teams need certain things. The Pistons need a whole reset, but but yeah, interesting. Yeah, getting way ahead of ourselves with the oh, NBA yeah. draft, yeah, which on. is not until what June. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, with uh, with Jaw going out, uh, we do have someone coming back, and that is uh, Draymond Green. Uh, after twelve games, has been approved to come back. Uh, Adam Silver, you know, had enough sleepovers with them or something because uh, it sounded pretty crazy. Where Draymond said he he told Adam Silver he's just going to retire. He doesn't want to deal with this anymore. And Adam Silver talked him down. And, you know, he decided, okay, I'll come back. Um, you should have just retired. Like, I think it would be all better off if he just uh, did decide, okay, I'm done with this. I'm, I can't, I can't stop myself. He basically, everything he always says is like, well, I am who I am. I'm, you know, I want to get better, but, you know, I'm still, I'm still going to hit a guy sometimes. So I don't think he's learned any lessons. Um, I don't know if Golden State's going anywhere anyways. It's like yeah. they definitely could use him, but they're not good with him. They're not good without him. The best yeah, has come uh, and gone. Yeah, the, the best yeah, I agree. And it's they uh the best has come and gone for that for that team. I think uh 
Not sure we'll see <clears throat> Curry. I guess you can't ever say never lift one up again, but it doesn't. I don't know. Not with like this team. I mean, I, I've even watched some games. Somebody was asking me the other night, like, you know, about like, oh, is Clay Thompson still tearing it up? And I'm like, yeah, it's just not what it used to be. And I mean, you know, you feel bad for the guy. He had those missed basically two seasons. So it's. But he'd already be, I would think he'd already be kind of ineffective anyways at this point because he's not. Yeah, like he was a just a shooter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like they said, there was that famous thing where he had, what was it, like all those points on like six dribbles or like eight dribbles or something ridiculous. Like 40 points under 10 dribbles. <laughs> like it was something. That's what he does. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'll, I think the biggest thing to see here is it's not even will Draymond come and help this team? It's will Draymond learn from his mistakes? I mean, are we going to see, you know, the first few games, the first maybe couple weeks, month, things going to be good. And then all of a sudden, are we going to get to a playoff atmosphere type game that they're in or in the playoffs? And all of a sudden, an elbow is going to come across to another six foot ten guy. I mean, yeah. time will tell. If you're like Porzingis, just sit out when you play. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, I don't know. Yeah, keep him off the floor if the bully's in. Any any Eastern European centers can't play. Yeah, that's right. The last guy was Nurkic, huh? It is. He does have a type. He like he's he's doesn't like the big guys. He goes after him. It's like a I don't know. He doesn't like feeling. Maybe he feels less superior to them or something. What if he does something to Chet? That'll be. Ooh, yeah, no, Chet's having a nice year. Yeah. Very, very or upset. even Victor. He's a European. Yeah, you know, that's true Parisian. I mean. Chet's American, so. How do you go after an American? Chet looks like, you know, a cousin of one of the, you know, the Burbs people. Yeah, he could he could pull like he could have been like a, uh, like a s- pop star or something in like one of those like nineteen seventies bands like the Birds or Abba. <laughs> Abba. <laughs> yeah, or I like could see a, that. Or like the like you know those little bands like the Oswalds or something or what were they called? Ozzy Osbourne. The Osmonds? Yeah, something like that. I'm thinking of like these little white kids with like the the like Desi Arnaz Jr. haircuts or something. Or the monkeys or something. Maybe. But he is tall. (laughs) Yeah, he's too too tall. But that's why he would have to do it when he was like six years old like the rest of them. Normal size. All right. um, Are we ready to move over to college football? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for the final time ever. Final time ever. We had a big... Game last night, it was the national championship, Michigan versus Washington. Uh, Andy and I watched it together with an old friend of the podcast, Wrecking Ball Joe. For uh, I think he watched the first half with us. Um, I guess quickly I'll give the my... The only watchable half, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll quickly give my take and then you know we can let Andy say his part of the game. But, uh, you know, it was, you know, the, the game started off. It was Michigan looked great on the first drive and it did end up with a big touchdown run. Uh, Washington got the ball and then they were able to move the field. Uh, they were able to put points on the board of the kick to field goal, and then Michigan got the ball again, and then another big 40-yard touchdown run. And it looked at that point, it was 14-3 to in the first quarter, and it looked at that point that, okay, this is going to be a slaughter. And, uh, you know, then right to, right before, as the second quarter ended when Michigan got the ball back up 14-3, they break off another big run that gets them all the way down to, like, the 20. And then the quarter ends, and you were just like, yeah, this is going to be – this might be, you know, not going to be as bad as the season before, but in the national championship last year when Georgia humiliated TCU, but we might have a boring national championship game. And then uh, I maybe it was because the quarter ended and they got talked to or something, but then Washington's defense stepped up, uh, held Michigan to a field goal there, uh, and then actually played good defense for the next quarter and a half. I mean, it ended up going, it was ended up being 17-10 going into halftime. 
and uh, Washington gets the ball to start the second half and throws a kind of throws it away, but also got tipped. And you got to give credit where credit is due. A very athletic interception, very good athleticism and hand eye for that interception by that Michigan guy. And again, it ended up only leading to a field goal. So it was 20 to 10. And then it just seemed like it was, you know, they, they had their chances. It was 20 to 13. They had their chances multiple times when they were getting stops, had the ball to be able to move the field and they could just never do it. And then finally, Michigan, it was one big pass play that they finally got a play. And we even said it looked like the guy covering him just jumped. Like it didn't seem like he, you know, it could have made a tackle there and it could have been like a, you know, 15, 12 yard gain, whatever it would have been. And instead it turns into like a 35 yard gain or something. And then they um, ended up scoring a touchdown there. And then that's when we knew it was done. But the one, the biggest takeaway I'll take from this is Penix just did not look like Michael Penix last night. By far, I think his, one of his worst games of the season, if not his worst. I mean, I don't, I know they had a couple close games this year where I know with ASU, they had a really tight game this season, but just did not look good. And uh, it just seemed like maybe he wasn't ready for the moment. I mean, they weren't taking as many deep shots, especially in the first half as they normally would. Uh, he over he missed a lot of open throws. A one that would have probably been a touchdown on a fourth and like five that they went for, and he just completely missed them. Just it almost just looked like he wasn't he wasn't ready for the moment. He wasn't you know it was a national championship game, and it was almost like he played scared in a way. Like I mean, he didn't play the way it looked like he was playing against Texas, where it looked like he had confidence. It was like it was almost as if he wasn't ready for that moment. And then on top of that, you know, hey, he, it was by far the best defense he's played this season, and. Maybe that was an issue too, and he just wasn't able to do it. But uh, I, I know we talked about it a little bit last night, and I heard some stuff today that I agree with. You know, I think it, it that does definitely hurt his draft stock because it just showed that hey, when it's a big moment and it's against a good defense, and you're actually pressured and stuff, it you didn't make you didn't look good, and you couldn't hit your receivers and stuff. So, but then you know, on the other side, you can give credit where credits due. Jim Harbaugh finally you know wins a national championship for Michigan, so uh, they are your 2024 champions, and. Um, was that Jim Harbaugh's last game with Michigan? I personally think so, but uh, time will tell. But uh, what'd you uh, would you take away from that uh, championship game last night? I think you have to also mention Penix got hurt. I think on that interception, yeah, he threw and he was looking rough, especially, especially in the fourth. Yeah, uh, they kept putting him out there, even though they're down two scores. He kept taking hits and he could barely move. It was it reminded me of uh, Byron Leftwich. Remember Byron when they Leftwich got carried carried around? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, this guy, it's over. Like, let him I, – I assume he didn't want to come off the field, but uh, it was looking pretty bad at the end there. But, yeah, I think what happened was it was it was a game that was within one score for most of the time, yet it was kind of boring because it, it just seemed like um, Washington was never going to get it done, and if they did, they'd end up giving up a score. But, um, you know, so not – even though it was a one-score game for a lot of it, it wasn't an entertaining game, um, but it ended up being a blowout, which – most of these finals have been blowouts. So this is the last year of the 14 playoff. Next year we'll get the 12 team and hopefully we'll get uh, a more definitive top two teams in the final there. But I mean, maybe this year that would have been Georgia, Michigan. And we saw that game two years in a row, I think. Or no, no, that was two years ago. We, Georgia blew out Michigan. Um, and Michigan choked last year and didn't get to play Georgia. Yeah, TCU. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that 12 team playoff. I think it's going to make I am also. it's going to make those secondary bowls better, but then the bowls after that are going to be completely useless and no one's going to care. Uh, no one's going to care about the Holiday Bowl, I think anymore. Um, but like those, you know, this year we had was the Orange Bowl and the 
Cotton Bowl where like nobody gave a shit. Ohio State was like packing it in. Um, we we won't have that next year. We'll got, get a lot more big games. Um, but yeah, I want to look ahead to next year. Uh, we got the odds for the championship next year, and so these are the teams we sh- should be expecting to be in that playoff here. Uh, no surprise, Georgia plus three fifty. Uh, I think this is probably the fourth year in a row they've been the favorite. Uh, behind them, Alabama plus five fifty. Also, probably uh, like the fifth year in a row, Alabama's yeah. been in the top two. Uh, Ohio State plus eight hundred, Michigan plus nine hundred. That's an interesting one because Michigan probably going to lose JJ McCarthy, probably going to lose their coach. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I wonder if they're going to be able you, to rebuild here. You also wonder will other stuff come out? Like, will there actually be any disciplinary stuff? That's true as well. Yeah, I wouldn't want to make that bet and then have yeah, to be I would, Yeah, I would not want to. I would lay off any Michigan. Bets. Although I assume you'd get your money back in that case. Yeah, if it, but who knows? Those 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 uh bookies are. Yeah. They're cockroaches, as they say. Um, but yeah, they'll also tied there. Michigan, Texas, plus 900. So uh, they'll probably have Quinn Ewers probably come back. Uh, Oregon, plus 1,000. Ole Miss, plus 1,100. LSU, plus 16. And then Clemson and Florida State, plus 2,000. So those are your uh, favorites for next year. And how many how many teams was that? That was, that was 10. 10. So yeah, they'll be. I mean, it's not going to be those 10, but maybe it'll be eight out of those 10, plus four more joining them. Um, we'll see, but yeah, that'll be, that'll be next year. We talk about the 12 team playoff and we can have a team go, I think 16 and 0, there'll be an extra game there. So, Oh, cause yeah, Michigan ended up going 15 and 0 in this season. Well, very good. I mean, it was, uh, did you enjoy the college football season now that it came to an end? Was there, you know, I mean, it was, it's sad too. There's no more pac 12. I think the pac 12 did their yep. best. They, they had a lot of good teams this year, a lot of representatives, um, got like, all the way to the finals. I like that Michigan won because it had been um, almost 30 years, I think. 97, uh, I think they said. So, or 94, I think they said. Or 97. Yeah, 97. 97. So they, they're, a good, they're a good program. They've had yeah. some years where it's like they've been good and haven't been able to get over the hump. So, uh, you know, good for them. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely good for the Wolverines. But uh, I guess we can... Uh, can we move over to the NFL? Play. Yeah, we'll move over to the NFL, and I mean, I'll. Uh, there was two games on Saturday, so I only put games here that had playoff implications because it's you know last week. Yeah, I'd say this fine. was a horrible week for football uh, because most of the teams, or at least in most of the matchups, there was at least one team that didn't give a shit. Um, and then you had you had situations where you had bad teams playing good teams that weren't giving a shit. Yeah, and it was all over the place, and it just kind of made for. And then and this is what happens, but uh, like even you say, you start with Saturday. Steelers playoffs on the line. They need to win this game going against the number one seed. Uh, Baltimore punted the game away. Um, I mean, the Steelers, they won. Congratulations. They still had to play NFL caliber players, but uh, I don't think they were beating a Lamar Jackson led Baltimore here. Uh, but Baltimore had already clinched the number one. But what's also funny is we say this, but I don't, I don't know if you knew this. I don't know. Maybe I mentioned it last night, but I saw a stat that since 2020, the Steelers are seven and one. Against Baltimore. They beat him earlier so, this year, right? Yeah, it was, it was Lamar like throwing interception in the end game, zone. Yeah. But yeah, it was kind of a weird fluke game. But I just find that so interesting because it's like they just play them well. And it was like another stat that uh, I'll, I'll find it here in a second. But it also said that uh, how Baltimore against the rest of the NFL since 2020 have dominated. So I have it right here. Ravens since 2020 are 1-7 against the Steelers and 41-18 and against the rest of the NFL since 2020. So... Really interesting. I mean, they. I mean, they're division foes, but 
But what that game did do is it gave the Steelers a chance yeah. to uh, Let's not spoil make anything. the playoffs. No, no, no. It gave them a chance. It gave, that's why I said it. It gave they them a needed, chance. They needed help. They needed either Jacksonville or Buffalo to lose. So we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, so we, but, got, uh, we got the order of the games here. Yeah, so. and then um, the and next game, I didn't actually. I'll let Andy talk more about this. I didn't get to see it, but uh, yeah, Houston versus Colts. A, it was a true playoff game here. Uh, One of the few games this year, this week, where both teams needed to play, both teams needed to win. It mattered, and it was win and you're in, lose and you're definitely out. That's what that was the stakes here, um, and the winner would have a chance at the AFC South title. Uh, and it was a pretty solid game, despite Houston having. Uh, very thin, being very thin at receiver. Another great game from Stroud and uh, Nico Collins had an incredible game. Um, it was so it was twenty three seventeen late in the fourth. Houston up, and uh, the Colts were driving, and the Colts ended up with the fourth and one. And uh, Jonathan Taylor at this point had one hundred eighty eight yards rushing. That was, I mean, Minshew was no good, but they were, you know, moving the ball on the ground there. Uh, and on fourth and one, you think you're just going to give it to Taylor, right? Uh, they decide they take Taylor out of the game and they end up, uh, throwing a pass to a backup, a third string running back, um, in the flat. It's such an interesting thing because the guy was wide open. Clearly the play call worked. It was a, uh, the Texans were not ready for it. Like, well, they're not going to throw to this running back here. Uh, but it was a bad throw, still catchable. Uh, but the the running back wasn't able to bring it in, and oh, I saw it, yeah. game over basically. Uh, and that was very. It was like one of those a big debate about you didn't let your best player touch the ball at the end of the game. So you know what was funny too is I, I on Instagram it was like these guys that are sports betting guys, you know, and they always will film. They're like trying to sell you their picks and stuff too, but they'll also film like parts of the game that they had, and the guy had the Colts, and he's filming it, and he's like, who? The fuck is Goodwin or Goodrich, whoever it was. And it's it's true. It's like, dude, this is have your best player out there. I know he's not maybe normally your fourth down back, but if you're going to pl- pl- throw it past to them, but then again, you think in the NFL, like the guy wouldn't have been wide open if it was a bigger name. I think it, that's true. It's just it, it's a it's a really there's no right answers because you could have given it to Taylor right up the middle and he gets stuffed and then you go, well, of course, that was so obvious. No, I don't think they made the bad play call so, there. I mean, the guy should have. I mean, that ball should have been caught. It should have been a first down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, tough. But way. then, who still knows what could have happened? I mean, I don't know how much time. How much time do you say was left when that play occurred? So the other thing that the Colts kind of blew it here, they ran the ball on third down, got to the got to one yard short, and it was about a minute forty left, minute thirty left. The Colts still have all three timeouts, which means if they go miss this fourth down, they will still get the ball back with like a minute ten left. Um, if they stop them three plays in a row, call three timeouts. Uh, instead, they let the play run all the way down and then have to call a timeout to avoid a uh, delay of game. Uh, so they lose a timeout. They lost an extra 20 seconds. So then when they didn't get it, uh, the Texans were able to run the clock like almost all the way to out. Mm. Um, and it was that was a blunder to me. I don't know what they were thinking other than, well, this play is the most important play of the game, so we got to get it right and we can burn a timeout, timeout on it. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bad way to lose at home in front of your fans, but uh, congratulations to Houston. C.J. Stroud definitely going to win Rookie of the Year. He gets to make the playoffs in his uh, rookie year. Now, will he be hosting a playoff game? We will uh, tell you yeah, uh, we're shortly. Gonna, we're going to go down the list. Did they win the division or just get the wild card? Yeah. So, uh, the first game we're going to talk about here. This is one of the games Andy was talking about. A good AFC team South. versus, uh, a, I mean, a, a decent team. But, uh, yeah, Brown, it was Cleveland versus Bengals. Cleveland was resting everybody. Bengals were playing everybody they could. 
for at least the half, and uh, they they just dominated. Uh, Bengals were up twenty four. Uh, they were up thirty one zero going into the fourth. Uh, Browns got two garbage touchdowns to make it thirty one fourteen. Um, that's the, the way the season ends. But what that Bengals victory did was made it so the entire AFC North was above 500, <laughs> which is very impressive. And they said the last time that happened was a long time ago. I forget what I saw, but it was it was random teams in a division. It was like the 60s or something like that when it happened or 70s or something. So these are the games I want to skip because I don't want to go through all of them. Okay. So I got the next one I actually want to talk about here. Tennessee and Jacksonville. This was actually an important game. Not for Tennessee, but for Jacksonville. They needed to win uh, to win the division. And the Steelers were hoping they would lose. And I was thinking, you know, there's no way. Tennessee has nothing to play for. They don't want to win. They probably want to get a top pick here. Uh, and Jacksonville just got to they got to right the ship here. There's a bad way to end the season. Uh, but, you know, if they win this year, they win the division. It's all fine. Uh, and they, they were down two scores, and they ended up uh, – you know, making it closer at the end here, uh, losing by eight, but uh, really embarrassing that Jacksonville, I think they lost five out of six to uh, end the season and lose the division and don't get a wild card. Uh, that made Houston the division winner there in the AFC South. Um, but yeah, a lot of questions now with that team, that coaching staff. Um, Doug Peterson fired like almost everyone that works for the Jaguars. Basically saying it's all their fault when it's like... So they did fire Doug Peterson? No, no, no. He fired oh. the rest of the coaching staff. Oh, and I saw the defensive coordinator yeah. got fired. And I he, thought that... fired had, like everyone. Their defense at one point, I remember this year, was like leading the league yeah. in takeaways. So I was like, oh, it doesn't seem like the guy to fire. Maybe your offensive coordinator. Yeah. And I think he kept him because that's his guy. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, he is an offensive mind. Yeah. Doug but, Peterson. So Tennessee wins and they... Uh, lose a little bit of draft, pos- draft positioning here, which... Uh, also, it looks like it might have been Derrick Henry's well, final game. There's an update to that story okay. we'll get to at the end here. Okay. Uh, but he sure thought it was, but maybe not. <laughs> and the reason we say that is because Derrick Henry, after the game, grabbed the microphone and thanked the fans. And it wasn't like he thanked the fans for a good season. He thanked them for a good eight years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, we'll skip uh, the Jets here. Uh, move on to, to Falcon Saints, which had playoff implications because uh, Tampa Bay could have lost. So, both of these teams were playing for the division title in case Tampa Bay lost. So the games are playing at the same time. So uh, they were they were, had something to play for here. It was 17-17 at halftime. Final score, 48-17 New Orleans. Really embarrassing second half. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're going to get to the coaches fired. Uh, Arthur Smith got fired at midnight. They So they let him finish the day. They fired <laughs> him at midnight. Uh, and a r- really crazy exchange at the end of the game with uh, yeah, I'd like featuring to, uh, former Heisman Trophy winner Jameis Winston coming <clears> in as a backup. Up for up forty one seventeen, they have the ball at the one yard line with thirty seconds left. They line up in the victory formation to kneel out the clock, which is what the coach told them to do. They asked the coach. Jameis Winston went to the coach and said, "Hey, Williams, Jamal Williams, who led the NFL in rushing touchdowns last year, he's like he's only got one touchdown this year. I want to get him another one." And he was like, "Absolutely not. Knee the ball. It's over." So Jameis Winston said, "Okay," and he went out there. And Jameis Winston, being Jameis Winston, decided to. Fuck it. I'm going to give the ball to James, uh, J- uh, Jamal, uh, Jamal Williams. But the thing is here is they did line up in victory formation. And then they still ran a handoff. And then that really pissed off the coach at the end. And, you know, Dennis Allen's looking at him like, I told him to hand it to Nia. And it's like, but that also shows because you know, we've <clears throat> talked about, I mean, <clears throat> that it just shows that there's no respect for uh, Dennis Allen, clearly. Like, if Belichick told you to do that, I don't think – I think you would victory formation. 
But Dennis Allen, there's clearly zero respect. And uh, so we'll see if he's uh, still going to have a job. We'll get into that to see if he's, uh, you mm-hmm. know, going to be uh, have a job or not. But yeah, that uh, ended their seasons. Uh, Falcons, or uh, did it end their seasons? I guess we'll find out right here. Yeah, so it ended it for the Falcons, obviously. But the Saints had uh, hope. But yeah, the Saints could still win the division if Tampa Bay lost to Carolina, who was the worst team in the league. And uh, they could have, and maybe they should have. Uh, Carolina had a touchdown that the guy fumbled out of the back of the end zone. Uh, I think it missed a field goal as well. Tampa Bay only put up nine points, uh, but Panthers get shut out again. Tampa wins the division. They're hosting a playoff game again uh, as a kind of a bad team. So I, I hate that division. I hate all of the South divisions. <laughs> but yeah, this is, I don't know. It's not like I want New Orleans in there either. Um, but yeah, we'll skip. I don't know. We're going to the Packers uh, and Bears. This was a a marquee game in the sense that it was a, a you know rivalry here. Green Bay needs to win to get into the playoffs. Uh, the Bears had nothing to play for except to knock out their hated rival, so uh, they were going to give it their all. And uh, you know, I think in seeing this game, uh, they made us watch the local teams. This <laughs> that's how it works. Um, but the Packers took care of it. It wasn't entertaining really. They could they could have lost, but they also they did win, so uh, they are in the playoffs. They. Got the, I think the sixth seed event is what they finish with. Um, yeah, good for them. Turn, turn around the season uh, multiple times. They were looking really good at the beginning of the season, then sucked, and then turned it around, and then sucked again, and then turned they, it around. They ended up getting the seventh seed because the, uh, they they're playing Dallas. They're playing Dallas, you're right. You're right. <clears throat> because of another game that we'll get to is why. Oh, yeah. There's more. We'll skip Broncos, Raiders, and maybe we'll talk about that right. later. Probably skip Broncos Raiders for the next decade. <laughs> uh, but the next one we have here, Giants Philly had some playoff implications. Philly could still win the NFC East with a win and a Dallas loss. Uh, but it looks like they just said, nah, it's not worth trying. Um, oh, I think they tried early well, on. They tried early on. The guys got hurt. <laughs> and Jalen Hurts got hurt. And AJ Brown. Um, and the Giants just kind of dominated this game, which is uh, another team that didn't have anything to play for here. Kind of maybe ruining their draft position here by, by winning, but, um, and I'll, it helped me out, uh, my team at least, uh, both the Giants and, and Tennessee winning. So I, I thank them for that. Um, but yeah, the Eagles, they stay they stay at number five, and I think they're still favored in their playoff game. But uh, it's looking pretty horrible for the team. But, you know, nice little playoff run will take all the bad feelings away. Uh, but yeah, what a horrible way to end the season. Uh, we're going to review our over-unders. They were 10-1, and one, and their over-under was 11.5, and, and, yeah. and they did not get there. Uh, kind of crazy. Uh, next up, we have Arizona-Seattle, which Seattle was still alive for a wild card. I think they needed Green Bay to lose and something else to happen. They, I think they just needed they needed Green Bay to lose, and that might have been it. Or maybe, yeah, because they weren't eliminated until they found out Green Bay won. I yeah, think. there was all kinds of crazy stuff here and that was a close game that arizona really could have won uh missed the field goal at the end there um to to lock up the number four four pick for them uh so i think that's probably more important than another win here but um yeah seattle goes nine and eight but does not make the playoffs here so uh, i don't know what their future there is for that team for Geno smith um yeah we got another game that's was weird Two backups did have playoff implications, seeding-wise. Uh, the Rams decided they didn't care about seeding. They'd already clinched a spot. Um, they hadn't clinched uh, the sixth seed yet. 
Uh, and they were taking on the Niners, who were sitting all their guys already clinched. Uh, Carson Wentz came in, and he, he led them back and won the game in the end with a two-point conversion. Yeah, so is here that uh, I didn't even know Carson Wentz ran the ball this much. 17 carries, 56 yards? Yeah, that's a lot. Of, it's not a lot of yards for that many carries. No, it's too. not, but it's a lot of carries for Carson yeah. Wentz. It's a lot of carries in the NFL pretty much now. You don't really see uh, too many guys have a lot of carries anymore like you know you used to. I mean... But uh, it was a little surprising to me that the Rams didn't didn't seem to care because I'd much rather play Detroit than the Cowboys. Detroit yeah. hasn't played a playoff game together, uh, and it's been years since they've won a maybe, playoff game. Maybe McVay knew 49ers were resting their guys and thought his backups could do it, and yeah. I mean they did. So maybe McVay. I mean I don't doubt McVay very often. He's uh, he knows what he's doing. So paid off for them. Rams go to finish season ten seven. We really quickly we should just talk about. They were not expected to have that like a good season, and guys like Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams were obviously out of nowhere. Nobody knew who those guys were. Uh, they come in and they help lead this team. And I'll tell you what, the Rams, the Rams are live to make a run. I think they, you have to that they they can do it. I mean, they were just Super Bowl champs just a couple of years ago. I mean, they they definitely can do it. So it'll be. I'm really excited for the their uh, playoff matchup this Saturday or this Sunday against uh, Detroit. But uh, other game we have here. Dallas Cowboys against the Washington Commanders. Uh, Dallas needed a win to clinch the NFC uh, East, and they did with ease. They win 38-10. to uh, They uh, will be the number two seed in the NFC, so kudos to the Cowboys. Uh, Commanders we will actually be talking about here shortly for uh, different reasons. And then the final game of the night to close out Week 18 in the regular season of the NFL was the Buffalo Bills against the Miami Dolphins. And this game did matter because Buffalo, because Jacksonville lost, already had a playoff spot clinched. But they didn't want just the playoff spot. They wanted the division. Because if Buffalo would have lost, they would have actually been the seven seed. And they would have actually had to go back to Miami in the first week. But if they win, they're the two seed. So that's kind of, that's so crazy. Like you're either going to be the seven seed or the two seed. And Buffalo... Or with a tie, they would have been the sixth seed. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, so it was it was all weird. Because, you know, then all the weird tiebreakers and stuff against your conference division, all that snazz. But uh, Buffalo Bills, it was a very back-and-forth game for a little bit. Uh, Buffalo was down 14-7 to at the half. And Buffalo, I watched, like, pretty much all this game. Blew a lot of chances, especially in the first half. Josh Allen threw two interceptions in the end zone. And then, right before the half ended... Throws a play. The guy gets stopped at the one-yard line. They didn't have any timeouts. It was with about six seconds left. Time runs out. They don't even get a field goal chance. And um, they were just hurting themselves. And then all of a sudden, in the fourth quarter, when it was still 14-7, to momentum shifted when they ran the punt return back for a touchdown. And the moment that happened, momentum shifted. They tied the game at 14. Defense continued to play well. Uh, then they got the ball back, and they... Drove the field, and uh, Josh Allen took care of business and uh, won the Bills uh, another division, which I believe I think I saw was their fourth straight NFC East division. A- AFC East, I'm sorry. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So four straight, and uh, kudos to the Dolphins. Uh, you know, really thought they were going to get the division this year, but, uh, you know, they basically led it pretty much the majority of the season until the very end, which is a, it's a bummer. It's like, you know, you're in a distance race when the guy just, you lead the whole race, you pave the way, and then the guy out kicks you at the end. And that's what the Bills did. And they will be uh, 
hosting throughout this playoffs unless they face Baltimore in the AFC Championship game. So that's that's going to be big for Buffalo. You know that place is going to be rowdy. It's going to be good. Some people are saying that uh, Josh Allen should be the MVP. Yeah. Not just because they predicted, predicted it in the beginning of the season. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a... Yeah, and he's, uh, we'll get into those predictions, too, about how uh, we fared with who we predicted to go in the playoffs and division winners. But uh, Andy's very live to have uh, uh, his Super Bowl matchup be uh, a possibility. Yeah. But uh, I weekly, guess... We, my weekly pick's no good. You want to review those? Oh, yeah. So really quick in the weekly picks, uh, I go 3-0. And that puts me to 16-18-2 as I had the Rams plus 3.5, which was an outright winner. Vegas minus 2.5, easy winner. And Dallas and Washington over 45.5, which... One with by three points. Uh, and then for Andy, you want me to say yours? You I also yours? had the Raiders. Uh, we have the same pick there, but I also picked uh, Cleveland plus six. I didn't think they'd get blown out, uh, and they did. And I had the, the Patriots minus two, and the Patriots weren't competitive in their game. So, uh, And maybe Belichick's last game, but that's did what you, we should uh, get to right now. Did you want to do three more picks for the playoffs? Yeah, I think we yeah, will. Yeah, okay, we will. Let's, cool. We'll do the pre- we'll do it with the preview here. Absolutely. Uh, the next thing to talk about is the coaches being fired, and – uh, one of them I already mentioned, Arthur Smith, with the Falcons. Not a surprise there. He went 7-10 every single year, which is kind of impressive, the consistency. Uh, but next up, we had Ron Rivera fired. No surprise there with Washington. New GM, new owner, all that stuff. They're going to reset here. And they, uh, I believe they have the number two pick here. So they uh, are going to be able to reset with a new quarterback as well. Um, and then the big surprise uh, today was that uh, Mike Vrabel was fired by the Titans. Yeah, um, and they had said that they were uh, maybe trying to trade him because he he is well liked across the league as a head coach. Uh, he's well liked among the players. He won a power struggle with the, the former Titans GM. Um, remember, like he was really upset about the AJ Brown trade, and they uh, got, rightfully he, so <laughs> he got he got that GM fired and kind of like seemed like he took over the organization. But uh, the the GM they hired last year now has fired him, and uh, basically they said they wanted to. They, they thought it would be too hard to trade him. They wanted to move on as soon as possible so they could start interviewing new candidates. Um, but he is a potential Belichick replacement. And that's been rumored for a while, even yep. when he was under contract with Tennessee. And he did play for the yes. Patriots, for people that don't know that. He was so, a linebacker there. Bill Belichick hasn't been <clears throat> fired. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen there. Maybe he is going to seek a trade. We don't know yet. Usually the coaches all get fired that next day. But now here we are on Tuesday. And there's still guys out there that's... Uh, I don't think Belichick is one of those guys you just can either, though. I think it has to yeah. be like... There's going to be a process with Belichick. He's not going to be your average, ordinary fire person. Yeah. So there are other <clears throat> coaches that were like, could they lose their job? I mean, yeah, Belichick, bad bad season. Um, what was the other one? That's kind of a surprise. Oh, the, the Bears. Uh, it looked like the Bears were going to end up firing their coach in the middle of the season, but they kind of... Turn their season around, but you know they could still get rid of the guy. They only went seven and ten. Uh, Dennis Allen, so two two years with no playoffs there in New Orleans. Uh, but yeah, these guys all still have a job as of right now. Uh, but there's all kinds of there's still a lot of openings, so a lot of midseason firings. Uh, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the uh, Panthers all have openings. Anyone else that I'm missing here? I think that's it. But yeah, there's a lot of guys, a lot of teams that still. Need a coach, and there's a lot of names out there, you know, old names and new names, and Jim Harbaugh is one of them. It's, he's going to have a lot of interest, uh, so we'll have to see, you know, when he, if he decides to come back, what team he wants to come back with. 
But yeah, it's, <clears throat> definitely be interesting. We don't know yet. Um, now, do you want to look at our season preview here? Uh, if you want to look at our over-under picks. So I did pretty good. Yeah, Andy you had know, a great season. You did okay. <clears throat> you wouldn't have lost a ton of money. 15 and 17. Uh, you know, you could have had a couple of things go your way and it would have changed a lot of a lot of teams, you know, a lot of half half wins here. I just want to point out I went 0 and 4. We both went 0 and 4 in the entire AFC West. Just kind of impressive. That is <laughs> No, we went we went 1 and 3. Did we? Broncos under. We just had to five oh, five in a row okay. that went on. That That's right. I see that now. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the Chiefs kind of kind of fucked us there with uh, you know, not a great season from them. Uh, but yeah, I went twenty and twelve, so uh, pretty good there. Hey, you um, you went uh, perfect on the NFC. I mean the AFC East. Yeah, it's a nice little run there. I went three and one in the AFC East. I was too high on the Jets. They well, yeah, we didn't know. We didn't know. Rogers. Yeah, I mean I was. But yeah, if we're looking at who who were the biggest disappointments, uh, there's a team in Los Angeles that went four and a half under their their total. And uh, good for them. That's what I have to say. Very, very enjoyable uh, last three games here. Um, only kicking field goals, losing all three games, uh, clinching that number five pick. Very, very happy the way that turned out. <laughs> uh, once Herbert went out, there was no reason to try to win another game, and they didn't. So uh, good good job by them there. Uh, we also had the Panthers go five and a half under. Uh, that's, you know, when you only win two games, it's not going to look good. Uh, and then, yeah, the overs we had. The Rams going three and a half. Uh, we also had the Texans going three and a half. Uh, so those are the big overperformers this year. Uh, yeah, both teams making the playoffs. Kind of a surprise. Um, now if we go to our... We had our uh, playoff team picks. Division winners and wild cards. And uh, again, I, th- I think we did pretty well here. Uh, in the NFC, I got five out of seven. Uh, two out of four division winners. Uh, and I picked the Lions as a wild card. Um, didn't win the division. Uh, you had two out of four division winners and four out of seven playoff teams. So uh, we each had the Falcons and Vikings to make the playoffs. They did not do it. I can't believe I had the Falcons to make the playoffs. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the AFC, a little worse. I had is that just yeah four, four AFC t- playoff teams. You had four AFC playoff teams. Both having two division winners. Uh, I had the Steelers as a division winner, but they were wild card. You had the... Bills as a wild card when they won the division. So uh, you left. The there Dolphins was one. Off. There was one team that fucked all this for me. <laughs> so the Bengals. We both had the Bengals and Jaguars uh, making the playoffs. They both lost. But yeah, the Jets. You had the Jets in the AFC East. I had the Jets doing everything. And you had Aaron Rodgers winning the MVP. <laughs> and you had the Jets winning the AFC and the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't need to um, talk anymore yeah, about there. that. So I had Josh Allen as MVP. And then I had Bills Niners Super Bowl with the Niners winning. So, and if I have to say, if I did have to like now that we I've seen now that it's the, this new playoffs and the team that because I feel like you know I should have gotten an asterisk because the whole reason I had the Jets with anything is because I thought Aaron Rodgers would be able to do well and this team would move the ball well and be good. I didn't know he was going to tear his ACL on the first play of the game, pretty much. So or first play of the season. But I have to say right now, I'd agree with you. I think I think we're looking at a Niners Bills Super Bowl, which is what Andy predicted. Yeah, just because I think the Niners are the best team there. And I think the Bills, that them getting the two seed, it's going to be tough to win there. And I think if they go to Baltimore in the AFC Championship game, which would be the only time they'd play on the road, I think they can do it. Because Baltimore, 
Lamar Jackson still has to show me something in the playoffs. Like, that's just what I need to see. Joe Flacco can upset him. I, I hope he does, and I hope he does. That's what I think we're all cheering for. But uh, If he's even there. But Did we? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's, that, let's just do the preview here. So we got uh, Houston hosting Cleveland Saturday at 1.30. Um, Cleveland is a road favorite. Favorite by two and a half here. Uh, and then at night, that's this is the Peacock game we talk about, exclusively on Peacock. Uh, defending champions, Chiefs. Hosting the Miami Dolphins at 5 o'clock. Uh, Chiefs are four-point favorites in this game, and it is going to be two degrees. That's the big story there. Yep. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be 7 o'clock in Kansas City. It's going to be very cold, and it's and not going to get warmer. They always talk about that with those Miami teams, too. They're not used to that. Yeah. Uh, then we got another cold game here. Buffalo hosting the Steelers uh, Sunday, 10 in the morning here. Um, and Buffalo, 10-point favorites. That's a... Pretty big spread for a uh, playoff game here, but yeah, I think we, old T.J. Watt hurts not being able to play. Yeah, that was that was uh, pretty rough there. That uh, you know, Steelers, honestly, player. as a Steeler fan, it's just cool to say they won ten games and got this far. Yeah. I do. I as a fan, just being honest, just being you know having my vision clear. I don't think they're going to beat the Bills. I just think just because of a lot of matchup stuff, I think the Bills are their defense is good, and I think their defense is going to give the Steelers trouble. And then I think Josh Allen will, be, especially without T.J. Watt, Josh Allen will be able to move the ball. Against Pittsburgh, I mean, ten points is. I think that's honestly fair. I think this could be an ugly, like a twenty-seven-six type game or something like that. I mean, I, I really do. But, uh, but yeah, what are the other good matchups we got here on a uh, Sunday? So we got the one right in the middle here, Dallas Green Bay. That's the one I think. That's going to be the big fanboy yeah, game. The media is going to hype this one up uh, Sunday at one thirty. That's on on Fox. So, um. I feel like Troy Aikman is going to still show up in the booth, even though he's not doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> it just seems right. Um, but yeah, Dallas is seven and a half point favorites, but everyone is you know going to be really nervous about is Dallas going to blow it again in the playoffs? And I think they're clearly better than Green Bay, but you know we've seen weird things. Green, Jordan Love's looked good the last mm-hmm. few weeks. I mean that's why Green Bay's here. You know, two months ago you would you know people didn't think Green Bay was going to be in the playoffs. Uh, then we got another big one here. We got. This Sean is a game McVay on versus Jared Goff. Yeah, uh, and this is uh, Stafford's first time going back to Detroit. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of funny things this week about stuff like that. It's Stafford's first time going back to Detroit. I believe it's Tyreek Hill's first time going back mm-hmm. to Arrowhead. And then they were going to say it was going to be Deshaun Watson's first time going back to Houston, but the meme I saw today showed it's him going back to the massage parlor. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Detroit's favored by three there. Uh, and then yeah, last we've got Tampa and Philly. This is on Monday night. Monday Night Football, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Uh, will, there, will there be a Manning cast for that? I don't think so, but yeah, maybe ah, it's so I, should upsetting. Look, I should look it up. There should be. Uh, this is, it's a weird game. So, so Philly's this, still This up, is going to be a weird game. Favored by three. Tampa Bay is like the, definitely the worst team in the field. Um, Philly should be better, but Philly's just been such a mess, and I don't know what to expect out of it. Um, I think but, the spread tells you what to expect out of it. I think they don't have much respect for Philadelphia anymore. Yeah. They're, they're basically saying, like, you know, Philly might be almost as bad as... Tampa Bay, but uh, I'm definitely excited for the Rams Lions game. That one I think is the one I'm the most excited for. But uh, yeah, we've only got uh, what six games uh, to choose from. But uh, let's do it. Um, you uh, you take the honors first here. Let's see what uh, what's up. I, I think I already know I'm going with. I'm just doing all all underdogs here. So. Oh, very good. I'm going to start here with Houston. Ooh, getting two and a half points. So I understand that Cleveland was the better team, but. It is a home game. It is Joe Flacco. Like, how much can you expect? So, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little crossfire here with you, Andy. I'm gonna take Cleveland minus two and a half because 
Flacco's been doing enough. And I think my biggest thing here isn't Flacco, though. I think it's the defense. I think Cleveland's defense, you know, it's, you know, CJ Stroud, great season, but he's still a rookie. He's at the playoff game at home. I know that's great and everything, and the place is going to be crazy, but I just feel like Cleveland's defense will uh, be able to at least cause them trouble. And Joe Flacco's a veteran. He's he's won a Super Bowl. He's been here before. Um, and he's playing with house money. I mean, no one expects him to be even doing what he's done. And he's just going out there. And I think he's going to be able to lead Cleveland to a victory. And I think more so because I think he wants he wants a shot at Edgar Allan Poe's Ravens next week. So, yeah, I'll take a Cleveland minus two and a half there. So a little crossfire between Andy and I, which is only the second time this year I believe we've done that. Andy beat me the first time, so... I'm here for uh, revenge. Well, I'm staying on Saturday, and I'm taking Ooh. another underdog here. Ooh. Miami, uh, people are nervous about them, but they're, you know, it's more than three here. Kansas City's been bad. Like, there's no doubt about it. Kansas City doesn't look good in like six weeks. So I don't like that they're getting more than a field goal. So. Yeah. And I wonder, I, uh, part of me wonders, like, how injuries and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know how healthy Mostert is or Waddle and then Tyreek Hill got banged up. I think, and I think they think like the cold weather, maybe that's only, I'm just trying to think what I can think of because I agree with you Four four is a nice, a nice number to have. Um, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with the one I originally liked. I'm going to go Rams lions over 51 and a half. I just feel like this is going to be a shootout. I just feel like it's going to be in the, it's in a dome. It's two good offenses. Two quarterbacks, I think, are just going to want to go back and forth with each other. It's the Sunday night game. I expect I expect us to have a fun game of points. All right, last one for me. Pittsburgh, plus 10. Oh, Andy. Buffalo hasn't been, like, blowing anyone out. You know, they're playing a lot of close games. They barely beat the shitty Chargers there. Uh, so, I don't, I, don't, I don't love them to have another uh, have a blowout win here. So <laughs> Pittsburgh plus <laughs> infinity zero. I'm a... Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the last one here. I- I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to give you the Cowboys minus seven and a half. I don't, I would prefer it to be down to seven. So if you can get it at seven, I would, but I, I, I just feel like there ain't no at home. They've dominated home. It, Jordan loves first playoff game ever. Uh, I just feel like Dallas, they've just been dominant at home. And I just think they'll, they'll be able to get the crowd into it early get an early lead and then force love to have to beat you. And I don't think he's going to be able to, I think he'll make it like a big mistake at some point that leads to like a pick six or something big. And I think uh, Cowboys end up winning this game easily. Uh, I could honestly see this being a, a, a blowout. And then deep down, I could also see Packers pulling it off just because the Dallas struggles in the playoffs. Like, you know, it's in the back of Dak's head, but uh, give me the Cowboys to uh, win by more than a touchdown at home uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I think that'll that'll do it for our football talk. We'll definitely have more next week when we uh, let you know how the first round of the playoffs went. But it'll be a lot quicker next week because we won't have a full breakdown of games. It'll just be uh, six games to talk about. And by six, I mean seven. Six, yeah, six. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Well, that'll wrap us up for episode 358 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you very much. We'll see you later.